Good morning. Today I titled the message, uh, Seen at the Well. You know, it's good, it, it's good to revisit topics. It's good to, uh, to look at some different themes over and over again. Uh, because, well, we were instructed not just to read the Bible once. It's not a one and done read, right? It's something we need to be in on a regular basis, rereading scriptures over and over and over again. So they, they penetrate our hearts, they penetrate our minds, they fill us to the point where they just become who we are. They, they, the, the words flow from our beings, flow from our actions, flow from our words. And, and so we need to hear them, live them, hear them, do them, and hear them again. And it's just something that, that the Lord has uh, put on us and, 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 and calls us to do. So looking at this, uh, I want to I look at a story uh, from when I was a teenager, uh, friends of ours, and I think I might have mentioned this before, we, there's a really close family of ours that we, we were connected with uh, ever since we were kids till we were, you know, adults, and, and they, they had property in Wyerton. We'd go camping there every year, and one year we were visiting his, his grandparents who, he had, so he had a set of grandparents who had a cottage there, but he had his, his mom's parents were, uh, they were residents of Wyerton. They lived there all year round, and beautiful property. They lived uh, two streets over from Colpoise Bay, uh, probably the coldest waters I had ever been in. I mean, you jump in, and your voice is like three octaves higher, and, uh, and so you're, you're, you're beautiful, crystal clear water, and then behind them, it's just the, the hillside, trees and wildlife, absolutely beautiful property. One time, uh, him and I went by ourselves to camp out at his, at his property. We visited his grandpa, and, and, you know, we're just resting there. And I remember just lying on the, he, he's, he's resting on the deck. I'm lying on the, on the grass, and I'm just, just eyes closed, just, just enjoying the day. When all of a sudden, I hear something behind me. And then all of a sudden, something's on my head. No idea what this is. I'm not moving. And then it jumps in front of me, and I chipmunk just looks me dead in the eye. <laughs> Grabs the peanuts that were in my pocket and took off. It was, it was, because his grandpa would feed them from, the, so we would just, we filled our pockets, with, and, you know, don't fall asleep with peanuts in your pocket. You don't know what kind of visitor you're going to get. So anyway, one time we were there, and we were, we were hiking, and we were going through the trail, and I made the mistake of not eating well or bringing water with me. And I mean, we were walking along, like, you up the hillside, there's a trail, you come back down, and we decided not to take the trail back, but actually go down the hill and follow in the trees, and, and I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was just like, leaning up against a tree, I just felt my whole body shut down. I remember him looking at me, you're fine, just keep walking, and I'm like, you don't know what I'm going through! I'm tired, I can't walk, I can't breathe! And uh, when, when, you, when you go without nourishment, when you go without water, right? When you go without water, your body shuts down, doesn't it? Your body dries up. Your mouth feels like a desert. It feels like that cracked ground that you see when, when, when the sun has been scorching the earth. You, you just feel dry. You feel depleted. You feel tired. You feel exhausted. You feel like you can't go through anymore. Our spiritual lives are like that when we deprive it of that nourishment, when we deprive it of that water, when we deprive it of, 
of that, that, that resource that gives life, that gives nourishment, that gives, uh, 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 you know, energy to move on. We, we need to visit those places that feed us, that, that nourish us, that well, that wells are places that water that continuously flows. Like in the Middle East, um, water is so precious to them, it's like gold, right? Uh, especially in, in, in the ancient biblical days, you needed water. You needed that nourishment. They didn't have the luxury where... You know, you had running water to your house. You could walk to the kitchen sink, grab a glass of water from the tap, and, and away you go. Didn't have the, the running water for the showers. Didn't have running toilets. Yeah, ew, I hear ew out there. They, 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 they didn't have the garden hose to water their lawn and their, and, and, and their flowers. They couldn't wash their donkeys with the hose. And, no, they didn't have that kind of stuff. They didn't have that, that, that nourishment. But what they did have was they had the wells, the wells that tapped deep into the ground, that tapped into that life source that was flowing underneath that, that burnt ground, that, that dusty, dry terrain that was all around them. They had that life source, and, 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 and they, they, they used it, they visited it, and it's what kept them going. It's what kept their, their livestock uh, healthy and nourished. It, it kept their, their, their crops uh, watered. It, it, it kept them it kept them sustained, and, and, and they, they, need that, they needed that nourishment. Now, one thing that we, we look at, there's lots of things that we cannot, that, that we can live without. There's lots of, a lot of things that we can live without. Right now, we've been, gone, we've been living a week without internet. And you know what? Guess what? We're still alive. <laughs> We're still here. I don't even remember what the sound of the Netflix intro was like anymore. I haven't had it in a week. But guess what? We survive. We could survive without internet. We could survive without uh, uh, Netflix. We could survive without uh, a TV. We've discovered over these last few months, we could survive without entertainment. We could survive without sports. It's nice to have it back, but we could live without it. We could survive with, uh, without having to go to an amusement park, go to a, a regular park, go to a restaurant, we actually survived through that, didn't we? Right? We, we, those are great things to have, but you don't need them. But guess what you do need? You need water, right? Without water, you're, you're done. You're toast. Literally, you're toast. You're dry as toast. You need that nourishment. You need that good water source. You need that well. And the same thing with our spiritual lives. As the proverb says, it talks about, you know, um, fearing the Lord and, and shunning evil. And, and when you do that, when you experience that, 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 it brings nourishment. It brings health to your body and, and goodness to your bones. Like, it, it, you need that nourishment. We need it for our physical bodies. We need it for our spiritual bodies. We need that replenishment. Today, we're going to look at Genesis 16. If you have your Bible apps or your, or your Bibles with you. Um, we're going to look at a story. It's, an, it's, it's a very interesting story. Um, uh, as we look at Sarai and, and Abram before they were named Sarah and Abraham. And th this wasn't a good time for them. 
This wasn't a good time for them. Uh, they, they, in, in this part of the story in, in, in Genesis, we know that Abraham had received this promise from the Lord that he was going to bless them and he's going to, uh, the descendants are going to be as numerous as the grains of sand. And they, they, but right now, they're in their 80s and they have no children. So desperation starts this to kick in and, and Sarai goes to, to, to Abram and says, like, hey, look, okay, I can't, I can't give you a child. I know God promised it, can't give it to you. So start a family through my, my, my Egyptian servant here, Hagar. She's, she, she, she'll be able to give you, give you a child. And so Abraham, weakness of his flesh, said, well, I guess I'll take one for the team. And so he, 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 he does this and does the deed. And, and uh, Hagar is uh, pregnant. And so now that she finds out she's pregnant, there's, there's, there's some bad blood between her and Sarai. And, and so, you know, here's Abraham sitting there watching, uh, watching playoffs, playoff hockey, sitting there, and, and Sarai walks in. And then he looks at her and, yes, dear. Don't you yes, dear me. You know what you did. Uh, I've done a lot of things. And uh, so, she's, uh, so she's upset. You know, this is your fault. It's your fault that I'm being treated this way. It's your fault that you were with her and now she's pregnant. And now I have to deal with it. Well, dear you know, she's your, she's your maiden. You can deal with her any way you like. And so she does. And she treats her, she treats her poorly. And so Hagar leaves. She runs. She flees. And she's off. And, uh, you know, reading these verses, reading that part of Scripture, you, you, you think, you, might, you know, it, it goes to show you that we're, we're human, for one, that we could be great people of God, but we can make mistakes. And, and when, you, when you step out of, out of uh, uh, God's will for you, um, as Abraham did, you could see that the, the issues that arise. And, and this, this stepping out of God's will is something that uh, the Hebrew nation has been paying for up and even to today, right? And you could see the seeds of that. You could see that, 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 that crop that's, that was sown. Um, but, but as you know, when you venture out anywhere, and as I, as I knew by experience, when you venture out anywhere without water, especially in a desert, you're in trouble. And, and, and Hagar, she, she knew that. She knew that that was going to be a death sentence. So she didn't uh, venture out into uh, the desert in the heat with no nourishment. This is where she ends up. And so if we read um, verse 7, the angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shear. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress Sarai, she, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. The angel of the Lord also said, You are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, 
which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cries of distress. This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise the fist against everyone. Everyone will be against him. Yes, he, uh, he will live in open hostility against his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. She also said, have I truly seen the one who sees me? So that, that well was named Beer Lahel Roy, which means well of the living one who sees me. It can still be found between Kadesh and Birad. So why did I choose this particular part of scripture this morning? Um, you look into it, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on in these, in these 14 verses, and a lot of messages can be spoken out of it, but there's one in particular I want to look at, and there, Hagar, there, there's something going on with her here, and, and my main point to pull out of all this, and the main point that we're going to focus on this morning, is that to achieve spiritual, uh, rhythms, you need to visit the spiritual wells where you will experience the true presence of God in every season. You need to visit those wells where you will experience the life-giving God in every, in, in, in every season that you experience. When, when Hagar gets to the well, notice how the Lord addresses her. He, 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 he calls her out. He, he, he asks her a couple of questions. And um, he asks her where she's coming from and where she is going. She's able to answer where she's coming from, no problem at all. Well, I'll tell you where I'm coming from. And she, she, she has a reference point. And if you look back at another moment uh, of, of a woman at a well, at a life, uh, uh, water, at Jesus and, and, and the Samaritan woman, same thing. Jesus, you actually look at these two, two stories, you could see some similarities here. And, and you see Jesus asked her, you know, Jesus knew, well, where, 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 are you, where are you coming from? She, she knew where she was coming from. She was coming from bad relationships, uh, mistakes from her life. She knew exactly where, but she didn't know where she was going. She didn't know what the future hold. Hagar had no idea where she was going. She didn't, she just knew she had to get away. She had to get away from the past, escape, and, and, and run, run from an overwhelming ex, uh, experience. Whether it's, it's, and a lot of times we will, we will do that. We will run away from something. We will run away from uh, a job, the home, uh, relationships, uh, school, anything that may feel seem troublesome, but yet we have no idea where we're headed. But like Jesus commanded for the, the Samaritan woman, God does the same thing for Hagar, and he actually sends her back to the place where she ran from. But look at the response that she made here. Look at the response that, 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 she, that she gave. Like she, she didn't be like, well, okay, I guess. No, she actually, she went back and she, she was thankful for, for, for something. But it wasn't the promise because the promise that she was given wasn't a good one, right? Like if you read, depending on the version you read, um, the, the NIV version says a wild donkey of a man right? The, the, the son you're going to have is going to give you troubles. He's going to be a pain in your backside. He is going to challenge you. He's going to hate everybody. He is going to be someone that is going to make you bald at the age of 30, okay? And, 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 and so, 
So we, we, we see this, this happen, but, but so, so it, it's not the promise that, that she receives. No, no, no. It's the presence of the Lord that she meets that brings her joy. It's the presence of the Lord that, 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 that made her go back to a difficult situation. And here's the thing. A lot of times we'll chase after promises. We'll chase after dreams. We'll chase after ideas. But God doesn't want us to chase after those. He wants us to chase after his presence, to rest in his presence. That's what he wants for us, to rest and be in his presence and not just seek him out, but be sought out by him. Notice that. She wasn't looking for God. She was, she was just running from a bad situation. No, God found her at the well. God found her at those moments. And, and that's what God, God wants us to find him and to be found by him. We need to be found by, by God. And when we go to the well of life, when we go to that well that brings nourishment, there is a man there. There is a man there, a savior, who is going to be with you in every season of your life. Through the good season, through the bad season. He's going to be with you uh, at the home. He's going to be with you in the kitchen. He's going to be with you at work. He's going to be with you in the valley, on the mountaintop. He's going to be with you in the desert. He's going to be with you at school. He's going to be with you whether your kids are angels or little devils. He is going to be with you in every aspect of your life, every season of your life. There is a God there at the well who gives you that nourishment, that life-giving source of freedom from this life, freedom from the pain, freedom from the, from the sin, and, and, and he's there for you. He's going to give you nourishment so you can make it through, so that you can grow, so that you can be healthy, so that you can lead others to the same well that gave you life and let them have life. So there's, there's, there's two things that I want us to look at, the wells that I want us to look at, wells of life. And the, the wells that we're going to look at this morning is the well of true worship and the well of his power. And, 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 and we're, we're going we're gonna to look at these a little bit more here. And what is the well of true worship? What is this well? To, to answer this, let's go back to, to Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. Let's go back to that story again for a second. And uh, the matters of, of, of worship have been a, a source of strife in churches, hasn't it? There has been, and it's, it's, it's really weird to think about that because isn't worship something supposed to be great and awesome? Yes, it is. But we have done a really good job of injecting our own preferences into something uh, true and, and good and healthy and have actually made it awful. And so, so there, 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 there are different preferences. There's different styles. So there's, there's some like this style, some like that style. Um, you know, I, I, I like hymns. No, I like contemporary. Oh, I like the room light. No, I like the room dark. I like the clap. Forget clapping. I like to blast my shofar. No, no. I like to do somersaults. No, I like to dance. No, I, I, you know, I like to sit and worship. No, I like to stand and, 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 and raise my hands. There's different preferences, and, and we start injecting these things, and we start, start getting, but God didn't care about the preferences. God didn't care.
care about the style of worship, what it looked like, how we look when we worship. No, what he cares about is not the style of worship, but the type of worshiper. That's what he's looking for. True worship. What is true worship? What is true worship? Look at, look at this for a second here. John chapter 4. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. That's how we should be worshiping. He isn't looking for a style. He's looking for a certain person. He's looking for a certain worshiper. What is it to be worshiping in, in, in spirit? Um, he's not talking about worshiping in the Holy Spirit. He's talking about worshiping in our spirit. What is our spirit? Our spirit is where the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Our spirit is where the Holy Spirit can, uh, communicates, instructs, leads, corrects. That's where the, the Holy Spirit lives. So, uh, so, so Jesus is saying, when you worship, worship in spirit, in your inmost being. Worship from the inside. Worship me that way. From the depths of your hearts, from the depths of your soul. Worship me from there. Don't worry about how you're, what you're singing and how you're singing it. And, and you know, whether you have a louder shofar than the other person. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that kind of stuff. Worship me from here. Worship me from here. Don't get hung up on that kind of stuff. Worship in truth. Paul says, Paul says it this way, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking from the spiritual, uh, and from spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in the human body, so you are complete through the union with Christ who is the head over every ruler and authority. Truth. There's truth. Worship him there. Worship him in spirit. Remember that we're not the only ones who are seeking, but God is seeking us. Be found by him at the well of true worship. Be found by him. When, you're, when, when you worship the Lord, when you worship the Lord with your whole being, doesn't it feel amazing? Doesn't it feel rewarding? It feels like feels like you just, you got new life. Every time I worship the Lord, every time I, I sit there and, and I even, even just thinking about him and dwelling on him, sometimes I'm not even singing the words. I'm just focusing on him and I'm just maybe even saying my own words or even just humming and I'm thinking, God, you were so good. God, you were just refreshing me. Worship him that way in spirit and in truth in season, and out. This well is important. This well is necessary. There, there, there are things that, that, that don't work in certain seasons, right? right? You're not going to prune in the depths of summer. You're not going to harvest in spring. You're not going to plant in fall. But one, one thing that you can do that's fit for every season is worshiping the Lord. 
whether you're in the depths of hell or in the highs of heavens, worship the Lord. It's fitting for every season. And then the well of his power. The well of his power. It would be a real big shame if we as believers have never experienced God's power. I, 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 I don't even know. I, I, just, I never want to get to that point where I never experience God's power. The true source of his power. David, David in, in one of his psalms, many of his psalms, talked about the power of God, talked about being in his presence, talked about and meditated on his word, on his power, the law of the Lord. He was passionate about what, Lord, what the Lord said to him. He was passionate about what the Lord had to say to him and to, 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 to those around him and, and to his nation. And, 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 and David was always had a heart that was thirsty for the Spirit of God, that was thirsty and needed to be at that well of his power. And, 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 and this is how he described it in, in the Psalms. He says, oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. Let all of us have a heart that is thirsty for the Spirit of God. Let all of us today have a heart that is thirsty for him. Be thirsty for him. Rest at that well. Be at that well. Spirit of God comes and fills us with the and, and fills us with His power. And, and, and the power of God is given to us so that we are able to do what the Word of God calls us to do: to get out there and be those witnesses for Him in the world that needs Him. Matthew seven twenty four verse twenty seven says this. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in the torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on a bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and does not obey it is foolish, like a person building a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So here's the thing. A lot of times we get caught up on the, on the looks of things, right? You could have the most beautiful house, state-of-the-art, technology, beautiful kitchen, wonderful things. But if you have that house, that beautiful, gorgeous, multi-million dollar house built on sand, it's gone. It's, it's, it's worthless. It's nothing. Because as soon as it comes, the rains come, the winds come, what's going to happen to that beautiful multi-million dollar house? It's going to be a pile of rubble. But sometimes there's houses, there's houses that don't look exactly the greatest, but they will withstand everything because of why? Because they built their house on the power of God, because they built their house on the rock. Be the person who builds your house by that well, by that power, on the rock, where it stands, where it withstands anything that comes its way, where it's strengthened, nourished, and it's alive. Build that house by that well. Don't just visit the well, live at the well. Live at that well. 
Oh my goodness, that well is something that, uh, that, 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 is, that gives me excitement, that gives me energy, that gives me a, a drive, a purpose to do what God has called me to do. And it could be the same for you. You just got to live at it. Visit that well of true worship. Be at that well of his power. Because that's where we will be sustained. That's where the church will shine and do what it was built and made to do. So tonight, this morning, as we, as we wrap up, I want us to think about our lives right now. How's your rhythm? How's your spiritual rhythm? I know how Greg's rhythm is. He's got good rhythm. Where, where's our rhythm today? How is it? It, it, are you developing it? You know, it's okay if it's still a work in progress because the thing is you're working at it. You're doing it, and that's great. Are, 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 are you building those rhythms as, 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 you've, as you've journeyed through this, this summer? Um, how, what has God spoken to you today? What are, what are some habits that you've changed? Maybe there's some habits you're still needing to change, and he's telling you today to do it. Do it. Listen to him. Change those habits. What wells are you, being camp- are you camping at right now? Are you camping at the well of true worship? The well of his power. These wells that give you life. Or are you camping at other wells that actually don't give life but suck life from you? Don't be at those wells. They don't give you life. So let's, let's, let's pray this morning. And I challenge you as, you as you leave, as you go, as you continue on your weeks and your days with, with, uh, uh, with your devotions, let these, uh, these thoughts, let these, these truths be at the forefront. Use them. Let God speak to you through them. Let him challenge you. Listen to him when he speaks to you and do what he asks you to do. Life will be, you know, so much more rewarding not going to be easy, <laughs> but it's going to be rewarding when you do what he asks you to do and, and, and follow his ways. So, Jesus, we thank you, God, for these wells. God, I, I thank you that, that we can worship you in truth and spirit, Lord God. That's what you want. You don't care about the songs we're singing um, uh, or how we're singing those songs or those hymns. What you care about is where our hearts are. What you care about is where, where we are or where our spirit is, Lord God, and that we worship you in that spirit, that we worship you in that truth, Lord God, and that when we do that, when we, when we focus on you, Lord God, when we, we camp at that well, Lord God, we will receive your power, your power to do what you want us to do, Lord God. So God, give us the power today. God, I pray that that power will rain down on us. I pray that that power will flow through our veins, that will flow through our hearts, flow through our, flow through our actions and our, and our words, Lord God, that when we leave here people will be like whoa who are these people where do they come from there's something different about them it is because the power of God flows through us so Jesus we pray Lord God that you would just rain down on us today that your presence will just penetrate every area of us Lord God that we will just live for you that we will die for you Lord God and that we will do everything in between to make sure that our community that our city that our country will know who you are and love you Jesus so, Lord God, we just thank you. I thank you for this church, Lord God. And I just pray you would just continue to strengthen us, bless us as we journey together in, in, in your word and in your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all.